You're listening to Work Tape, episode 51. podcast this is episode 51 and it is an excellent day it is very hot christina how are you doing is it hot over where you are it's so hot it's 108 right now which is not believe it or not actually as bad because the past like 10 days have been between 110 and 114 we've been in a horrible heat wave and half of my plants have died so it's (laughs) very sad you call it a plant cemetery, right? A plant cemetery. Yeah. Literally <laughs> on our back table, I have the plant cemetery of plants that I just don't feel like throwing out yet because it just doesn't feel like something I feel like doing. <laughs> Your plant has been foiled again. Yo, it sure has. <laughs> it's hot. It is so bad. <laughs> well, I hope you're doing better than your plants. I do feel for them because I do like plants and birds and other animals. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, back to the melismas, because that was pretty action packed. It was short, but it was just filled with stuff. It was short, but sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. You know a lot. I mean, you know way more than I do in these areas, but I'm just here to pick your brain and to get like the really cool bits. There's a lot in there. So I'm going to bother you with my questions, if that's fine. Yes, absolutely. So I'm thinking about the kind of the relationship between scat and melismas. And the reason why I think of that is because scat is very traditionally more of the jazz mind. Mm -hmm. I guess I don't want to put all of these techniques into a genre, like a box, like it can only like melismas are found in a wide variety of genres. And so my theory, which no pun intended, you know, I need to kind of look into this more. I have not, but I'm thinking about it at the moment that scat might not just be limited to what we know to be as American jazz. Right. And actually, yeah, it's not. Now, I don't know the history of scat. I don't know its relation to like, so we know that jazz originated or was at least well originated and and heavily inspired by the music of African-Americans. But I don't like I don't know enough to say what the relation like how scat developed But interestingly enough, when I was in my master's degree in ethnomusicology, I stumbled upon, you know, going on YouTube and you find all sorts of interesting things. I stumbled upon the music of Georgia, the country, not the state. Um, (laughs) Georgia. I always get, I always mix that up for some reason. That is so (laughs) funny. (laughs) Yeah. I always have to tell people I'm like the country, not the state. (laughs) So I, I was like, oh, Georgian music, Georgian polyphony. I love polyphony. And so I looked it up and ended up doing a paper on it. Okay. And in my studies, I found out that Georgian music has this thing called vocables. And what a vocable is, is a nonsense syllable. So you'll see where I'm going. Just I use those all this. the time. That's yeah, all I Same. <laughs> I I constantly use vocables. I'm just singing Georgian music. (laughs) But just see what this sounds like to you. Like, they're nonsense syllables. Now, um, yeah, yeah, it's like scat. It is literally scat. It's just the interesting thing is that I don't know if scat comes from actual um, 
words, but vocables do. It's very possible that they come from dead words in Georgian music or very old words from what I remember. Dead words is is akin to like dead language, right? Yeah. Well, or words that are obsolete that just aren't used anymore. Like we have a lot of dead words in English, for example, in the the King James Bible. Right. So it's just obviously dead language encompasses dead words, but dead words don't encompass a dead language. So it could just be exactly obsolete words. Interesting. Like any language has them because of the development. English has a ton of them because of how quickly English has developed. Wow. Yeah. And how uh, quickly we are dumbing down in our society. Oh, we we have been dumbed down to the degree. Yeah. No, it's true, though. Yeah. And um, dead words. So vocables are very possibly come from not just nonsense syllables, but actual old words in the Georgian language. And it's very much like scat. So I'd be interested to see if there are elements of scat in other musical traditions. But I don't know that there is a connection between scat and melismas. I have a feeling they're two just completely different separated techniques, but they're both very interesting. Okay. Now, the reason why I asked you, because uh, we were talking about melismas, you're using it within one syllable. You know, you're elongating it. You're, you're jumping from note to note within one syllable, mm-hmm. which, you know, pop is guilty of that 20 times over. Yeah. And then some. But with scat, you're using different syllables for each note. Correct? Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, hey, these two use different notes, but one is traditionally within a syllable, according to you. And then another one, you actually break it up per note. Yeah, it's almost like they're the exact opposite of each other. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, is there like a, like, <laughs> there, there is a, an adverse parallel kind of relationship that they have in a yeah, way. Yeah, which is super interesting. I've never thought of that. But yeah, you're right. They are literally like the exact opposite of each other. Interesting. Yeah. See, yeah. So, and so here's my theory, right? Here's my theory that classical and jazz, even though without classical, you wouldn't have jazz. But I always kind of think of jazz as like picking up where classical left off. So I think I'm not wrong. (laughs) No. okay, Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I love them both. But that's just I love my jazz. But I I also respect classical. We needed it, you know, classical, Mm -hmm. which I even hate how we take classical and just like, oh, it's all classical. And it's like, well, there's so many different types of classical. Like there's so many different types of jazz. And yeah, it I feel like to just use one name sort of bastardizes the many cultures within these genres. But it's certainly misleading. It is very misleading, but we definitely label to try to get some order. So classical as a whole, it does seem like there is it's always like polar opposite to jazz in certain areas. But they both it's almost like jazz and classical do things, the same things, but differently. Mm hmm. And they, they get a different result. And they're not better than the other. They're just different. And so I kind of felt like, huh, melismas and scat seem to be the same of the same uh, vein where they, mm. you know, scat and melismas, they both do multiple notes. But with classical, it's more known to just take one syllable and then break up the notes. Well, you know, it's joined together. 
But with scat, you purposefully use a different syllable per note. And I'm like, whoa, like, this is just another testament to how both of these core genres kind of act differently from one another. But they're essentially also doing the same thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Where that really shows super well is um, when you hear a jazz group take music by Bach and jazz it up and you're like, holy cow, it's amazing how well this transfers. Or the music of Debussy and he's like considered like the jazz guy of the classical world because his stuff is very classical, very classically inspired but the chords are so lush that it kind of sounds a little jazzy and it's so free with the rhythm and stuff like that. So there is some blending for sure that can take place in there. And yeah, it's just amazing. It is really amazing. I also kind of think like what ties jazz and classical together is the seventh. I always think of, you know what I mean? You are not wrong. (laughs) It's like, you are not wrong. It's like, it's the seventh. Yeah, the seventh is what brings us all together. (laughs) That's the happy medium. That's the missing link right there. That is hilarious. But it's so true. You're like, huh? I I just never thought about that. I'm like, wow, that's cool. That's why it's a number of completion, I guess. (laughs) Whoa! Right? (laughs) Mind blown. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, so that was a really cool kind of revelation to have. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because there are puns everywhere, left and right. Yeah. I am fascinated by that. And by the way, when I was mimicking my scat, which is terrible, I don't I know. I can't even do it. Don't worry. <laughs> that, da, 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 da. Um, What's her name? Esperanza Spalding. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah. I know. I know. She is. I know. She's next level. Right? Her voice is like silk. It's like silky smooth. It's- so good and the fact that she <laughs> plays upright bass while yes! doing it that that's something i love about jazz is you get these musicians mimicking their vocal lines on their instrument and i'm like bye like i'm done with all of you y'all are too talented for me right and then her fro um we can get oh, i was literally just gonna say that her <laughs> hair just completes it i'm like girl you're perfect stop it <laughs> Her fro is amazing. I'm like, this woman. beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Her music is just so, like, it's really soothing. Mm, Yeah. Her and Hiromi Urahara, who is just a pianist. Did you ever listen to Hiromi? She's amazing. Yeah. I could never get into her just because I I can't get into (laughs) jazz piano, to be honest. It's too much for me. I lose focus so fast. That is fair. But, man, she's good. Like, there's no arguing that point. Hiromi and Esperanza are two of some of my favorite musicians. They're so amazing. But um, you said you wanted to kind of teach us about what, uh, do you want to? Um, I had, I had wanted to kind of talk about how to teach melismas because that's a huge thing because everyone wants to like learn how to do a melisma and it's, it's not easy. I think everyone thinks like, oh yeah, I can do this, but it's not easy. So yeah, we can talk about that. Okay, cool. Then we will do that. And then I guess that wraps up today's episode, episode 51. Christina, per usual, it's great to have you on here and looking forward to getting an education from you like we usually do. Awesome. See you then. All right. Don't don't die in the heat. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> All right. Talk later. Bye. All right. Bye.